Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast. I'm your host, Jürgen Graf, and on today's show, I am joined by Lachlan Teeley. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, my bird. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing how, all right. How, how are you feeling? How, how was your, if you were to, out of a, on a scale of one to 10, or if you want to do it in letterbox scheme, one out of five stars, how do you rate COVID? Wait, why did, we jumped from how am I feeling to how is COVID feeling? As in, as in, as in, yeah, no, 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 how was your experience with COVID? Oh, oh, so you meant how I actually went through having COVID myself. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'll give it like a three out of five. All right. I think that is fair because it it did have uh, quite an emotional impact. It made me cough a lot. So it has an actual physical reaction um, Mm. that I, that I was able to sense, but Overall, I think it was kind of empty. Mm-hmm. I think by substituting the vaccine, I don't think mm-hmm. I need it anymore, right? Yeah. And it's it it, it it yeah, no one needs it, right? It, it's less effective. It doesn't it doesn't um, affect me that much. So let's just get rid of it. So uh, for now, yeah. I'd say three out of three out. Of three out of five. Mm-hmm. Well, I that you know three out of five is a is is actually really generous from yeah. from you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not like it's like it's shit. It's not it's not bad. No. Um, yeah, as you know, if I give it uh, more than two and a half out of five, you have to get it too. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. I, rule, I completely right? agree. I'm just quickly squeezing, having a quick squeeze at your films at the three and a half, three star region. I'm currently still trying to get through all your, your fucking four stars. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Let's also three and a half. Three. No, you said three stars. I yeah? said three. Yeah. God, you got a lot of three and a half fucking movie ratings. You can't make your mind up. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Three. All right, so let's have a look. Uh, what has gotten three out of five stars for Ewan? Oh well, I guess the original Shiver Baby, uh, short film. Yeah. Uh, one of the small acts. Yeah, you saw Alex three and, Weedle. Three and a half. No, I'm looking at three. Oh no. Uh, yes, God, yes. Uh, the King of Staten Island, Vast yeah. of Night. Um, uh-huh. these are these are you know some of them are, are kind of decent movies we've got here. Um, Queen and Slim. Zombieland, Double Tap. You're very generous there. Uh, <laughs> Lolita. Yeah, Lolita might be a bit of a controversial one. I think that was mm. that one was just cringe, like for a lot of it, and it was just didn't really have the substance. I think Rory would disagree mm. with me there. That's a deep dive, actually, for anyone. It's like who's Rory? That is a deep dive. <laughs> um, oh, controversial. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from '71, three stars. Huh. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna judge. I'm not going to judge. Maybe, see, I get that often that I'm a heartless person who doesn't enjoy anything. And um, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I definitely see that. Chocolate Factory only on three out of, <laughs> out, of, uh, out of five, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wait, who who is in, uh, sorry, this is off the podcast. Someone else is in our show notes. Who the fuck is that? It's anonymous. So, so someone is not locked in. The fuck is happening? Is that you? No, I see it too. What the hell? It's a manatee. I said, I said, don't invite COVID, and now I'm coughing and ooh, a manatee. You put it Spreading. into the um crew chat, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone in here that shouldn't have access? Uh, wait, let me look. No, I don't think so. No, it could only be Dakota, I guess. Probably. Yeah, probably it's just uh, anyway. Let's move on. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, that was quite a hell of an intro. Um, I guess you noticed that last week we were off, so um, unfortunately the. Wasn't really a lot to talk about that week, so uh, we decided to, I guess, skip it. Um, but that just means we got an even more packed show for you today. Um, so coming up in the show, we have trader discussions for F9. 
Army of the Dead, Shang-Chi and uh, Legend of the Ten Rings and Love, Death, Robots Volume 2. Later on, uh, I will share my thoughts on the current Roll That Again film from the Quiet On Set Film Club on our Discord. And finally, we will talk about Bob Odenkirk's Nobody, which was released uh, recently on VOD. Now, before we get into the show, consider joining our Discord and the Patreon for bonus content. Uh, also, another reason for the lack of a show last week was, well, we were busy filming uh, Drunkcast for our Patreon. So that's available on Patreon right now. Um, then there's also a final reminder to participate in our Oscar predictions game. I see that there's like 20 people already in there. So, I mean, you have a pretty good shot at actually uh, getting the... Uh, the the main price of one year of Letterbox Pro for free, and you have until March twenty fourth on midnight to uh, send in your predictions. There's a link to the forum in the show notes as well as on our Discord server. But now, with that out of the way, let's get into the news. The situation around COVID is still quite problematic here in Europe um, and there's a lot of places that are still in lockdown and have been for quite some time actually since December and um, as many of you might know I live in Switzerland and the same goes for that place here so uh, we've had a... <laughs> I thought you were going to say and the same goes for Lachlan no I don't <laughs> I was like where are you going thought, with that line? <laughs> shit I thought I locked the door in my basement Yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, damn it he's out <laughs> but yeah uh i mean after cinemas have been closed for over four months now um they opened up recently again uh last monday which is really exciting so i just wanted to take the time to um shout out some of the movies that are playing at the cinemas now um here and obviously like a lot of those movies we've already talked about i've already seen um but just to give them a bit of promotion and uh encourage you to go back to watch them on uh the silver screen, as as some might say, right? Uh, so we got movies like Wonder Woman 1984. We got Mank, The Nest, The United States versus Billy Holiday, as well as uh, quite a few smaller Swiss, German, and French films. And I'll have a link to the program of some of my favorite cinema chains uh, linked below for you to check out. So um, yeah, if it's safe for you, go back to cinemas, you know? I gotta keep those alive. Moving on, last Friday, uh, some new numbers surfaced regarding the upcoming Prime video series based on the Lord of the Rings franchise. Uh, coming in with a staggering number. $465 million uh, budget for the production. Uh, <laughs> right, that is... That for is, season one. That is just season one as well, yeah. Um, so com comparing that to the closest fantasy show we got on, on like, that same um like scale uh, i guess we only have game of thrones and it still dwarfs it with its budget so game of thrones uh initially had uh, 10 episode seasons with about a hundred million dollar budget and i guess as they went on further along into the series and the last two seasons having six and uh, seven and six episodes i guess the um the budget for each episode went up but i mean it, it's still it's still nothing uh, almost nothing compared to uh, this uh, amount of money that is thrown um, at, at this project. So, uh, but yeah, Lachlan, what are your thoughts on the enormous budget of the show? Look, uh, the enormous budget of the show means that they are taking it most likely very seriously. They're not going to do a, I guess, Hobbit situation and try yeah. to rush it. They're probably going to be like, hey, look, this is a very beloved 
series, both in the written format of the books as well as the films, are popularized by Peter Jackson. So Mm -hmm. I am going to say that it's a fuck ton of money (laughs) to throw at a a fucking TV show. Like $100 million for a season with Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh, fuck, it's going to be so bad. If they they butcher this, if they fuck this up, right, and Mm -hmm. it's $400 billion down the drain, 400 it's... If we round up because it's closer to five hundred, if it, 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 you know, it's it's a lot of money that go to waste if they fuck it up. But I think they're going to be, I think it's going to be a safe series, and I do think it's going to be quite good. Mm. I, I I hope they're not short episodes. I hope they're long episodes. Do you reckon we get like an eight episode season, ten episodes, or like more like twenty four? I'm uh, personally, like really a, I, I like I I do like. 10 episode seasons for some reason. Mm-hmm. I just feel yeah, like it's structurally better. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did just watch a TV show, which I'll tell you in a mid- little bit later when we talk about what we've been watching. That's eight episodes long. And I, and it was it was great. It was, it was a fucking great TV mm-hmm. show. And they can do that. But personally, I think for some things that are going to do a lot of world building, you need a bit more time. And Lord yeah. of the Rings is not a fucking- uh, fast cut action thing. Fast yeah, cut. Of, yeah, exactly. It's a lot of world building. Right? Yeah. So I want them to be long episodes. I want them, and I, again, people are going to say that, uh, you know, TV episodes aren't meant to be long. They're meant to be short. I get that. But tell me that TV and movie aren't switching. Like people <laughs> just binge movies, but they'll sit down and watch a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so when you say long, do you just mean like hour long episodes? Hour long, yeah, yeah hour yeah. long episodes. Not you like know, Sherlock Holmes um, style when you have like a full <laughs> movie per episode. Nah, yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I'm talking like you know a an hour long per episode. Yeah, and 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 and, and make it an hour long. Make it you know fifty five minutes to fucking sixty minutes long. I want to see the full. I want to sit there for a full hour. I don't want it to be like Falcon and Winter Soldier where it's an hour long and it's 15 minutes of goddamn fucking credits at the end. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, they just stretch it out and uh, by the end, they don't use celluloid, like they don't use film, they just use $100 bills. Just so much money left. The funny thing is that Jeff Bezos, I think last year, made like $330 million a day. So it's like, whenever you feel bad about Amazon Prime wasting money, I guess it's... If it comes out of the pockets of Jeff Bezos, which I I don't know, if probably doesn't uh, like directly at all in that sense. <laughs> I guess it's completely separate. But uh, yeah, Amazon is a big ass company. So I guess even more than Netflix, they can do something like this. Um, um, yeah. Do we know if Weta is working on this by any chance? Weta, the, uh, the guys, oh, well, you know, Peter Jackson's like, effect company. Oh, I have no clue. Actually, because if they're putting, you know, say let's just say they are doing a, um, they are using Weta. I feel like the majority of the budget is going to go to the visual effects. It's yeah. going to make this movie, uh, make this movie, <laughs> make this TV show look awesome. So, um, I'll be interested to see if Weta's working on it. I reckon like uh, a- at a project of this size, they might be on, but there would be a, a wider range of studios, um, True. working on it because there's only so many effect studios and um yeah there's usually a lot of overlap uh but i mean we also don't have a release date for the series yet it did have to stop uh further on it's filming in in new zealand and uh not entirely sure if they uh, are completely done uh with the production but i assume it will release some at some point in 2022 Uh, i think initially they had 
some kind of date set for late 2021. Um, I, I assume they can't make that uh, date at the moment, but um, yeah, really keen to see whatever this turns into. I mean, just by the amount of money, it, it, there's at least something there, right? They could literally shut down the entire production and restart it again with the budget that they have. <laughs> yeah. Like they could, they could get halfway through and go, oh, this is shit. Hey, let's restart. And it's like, oh, sick. Here's another hundred million. Yeah. I think even Disney wouldn't be able to put out this <laughs> amount of money. DC doesn't there. have the balls to do that. <laughs> they, yeah. I guess they don't really have a one thing franchise, right? They would build it around characters and bigger moments. So it doesn't really make sense for them um, to put it all into world building because what they put it at is effects and stars that they get. Uh, mm. But yeah, anyways, let's move on. Um, to another big franchise, speaking of Disney, well, I guess not Disney, but Sony, because Sony still owns Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's finally, not, not finally, uh, I, <laughs> we, we're getting already a new Spider-Man film, which is crazy. Didn't we get 2017, 2019, and 2021? So uh, they are pumping these out like crazy. Um, so by the end of the year, actually, at the moment, scheduled to release on December 17th, uh, we are getting Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, before I say more about this, Lachlan, do you know anything um, about the production, what's been happening already? I have seen rumors. I have seen leaks, as I like to call them. I don't mm -hmm. like to call them that. I like people to call them that. I have seen some things online of certain characters returning, certain things happening, talks, handshakes, contracts, de-aging. A number of things. So you want to um, elaborate on what specifically has recently come out about the film? They're making it a hentai movie. <laughs> yes, Spider-Man can knock a whole after you watch Kelly, one hentai. Was it, was it, Kelly? <laughs> it Kelly who said that we wouldn't be able to get any sponsors because we just talk about hentai all the time? <laughs> That's what she said, yeah, on last yeah. episode. Um, yeah, makes sense. Uh, no, uh, Doc Ock is returning from, um, uh, Spider-Man Spider 2. I almost said the mm -hmm. amazing Spider-Man 2 because then I remembered also Andrew Garfield could possibly be returning. So interesting kind of, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse situation, but right. in real life. So ain't kind of, uh, I, 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 I ain't afraid to watch this. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I guess the actor behind Doc Ock, he came out and uh, basically mentioned that he was concerned about the de-aging part, right? Uh, that that wasn't possible uh, and, and convincing enough. And I guess they said uh, he'll be back. He was. He said he's, he's done shooting and the movie's done shooting as well. And apparently it picks up right where it left off at the end of um, the second one. So I don't know if it's just set in like mid-2000s at some point. Uh, I have no clue what they'll do with the multiverse, but you think there, there's some kind of multiverse going on? I mean, Doctor Strange is in this movie, and we know that Doctor Strange's next movie is going to be about the multiverse. Yeah. Um, and for a fact, Sony knows that people love the multiverse idea that there's different Spider-Mans that exist that allows them to go into, you know, make four different Spider-Man movies in one year based on a different Spider-Man. So fans like that. that. Yeah. People would like that. So if they can, right, if they can make another Spider-Man with Tom Holland mm -hmm. and also get um, one more Rami trilogy, would it make it a trilogy <laughs> movie, Spider-Man in as well? Because I heard that they want to do a fourth one, possibly, maybe. <laughs> oh, that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's all possible. 
I mean, they're also still doing the animated stuff. And um, I think That's the true. contract is up with Spider-Man. They they had him for a couple of movies. And after this one, I think he's back to Sony until they do another yeah. deal. Uh, so I think it's also an opportunity for them to bring um, bring Spider-Man back to their universe that they're doing. Uh, mm. But I mean, the only thing that's coming out of out of that universe is Morbius, and that I think got pushed back to 2022 even. So I don't even Sick. know what they're doing. Uh, maybe it's a new mutant situation where they just try to bury the movie as as far down as they possibly can. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what kind of characters would you like to see return in in uh, from previous Spider-Man movies in in this film? Um, I would like to see. Uh, Sandman, Ooh, Green yeah. Goblin, mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe come back. That'd be sick. That would be sick, yeah. What I would probably say is I wouldn't mind just the main Spider-Mans. Um, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Jamie Foxx is going to come back, which is crazy. Interesting. Um, yeah. With for his, Electro. Uh, with his tooth gap. Yeah. So, Very yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm down to see know, whatever they're going to Maybe it's Electro. I don't know if it's Electro post or before tooth gap. I think that would change it for me. <laughs> I think it's post, so I'm I'm less excited. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Less excited now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyways, um, moving on, uh, we have well, we got a lot of trailer this week. I gotta say, it's been quite Ugh. the week for trailers. So we always love to dive deep into trailers, right? Right. There's no specific one that you really <laughs> didn't want to watch. Uh, can I but- skip? Can we skip the first one? Can we just say that it was released <laughs> and then move on? <laughs> wait, wait! I got my whole whole shtick I got to do. So I okay, guess kicking right. things off is Dr. Wait, can Reno. I read it? Can I yeah, read sure, it? Sure, yeah. Can, I'm gonna read it in the most deadpan. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> so kicking things off is Dom Toretto and his capital F family in the ninth installment of potential potential keyboard shortcuts. New in the cast is John Cena as Vin Diesel's surprise brother who wants something. <clears throat> Not sure exactly. What? Sorry. Probably some MacGuffin midst all the cars, fights, and explosions. So, what did you think of F9? <laughs> dumbest, dumbest name. And I just want them to alt F4 so they can fucking finish this goddamn. I <laughs> uh, didn't. Do, don't they have like another three movies planned? Aren't they going is this, to is space this the one that they're trying to go into them? space for? I think this is the one that they are going into space oh, for, right? What the fuck are they going? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. Christ. I just saw John Cena and was like, okay, I guess there's another person in there. There's not a fucking M. This is not the MCU of the Fast and Furious franchise. This is like, ugh. like, they just, it doesn't add anything to the world. They just have the same uh, f- family. And then it's like, vum vum, uh, turbo. And then they Wait, steal something. I got a theory, actually. <laughs> F9. I said capital F for family. Are there eight members that Dom considers his family, but now a ninth one turns up who's actually his family, his brother, and now he's in conflict, and that's the actual, like, dilemma of the movie. Lachlan? I just don't like the fact that it's called F9. Yeah, no, it's really dumb. Uh, that's so dumb. Go? Right. I mean, they did Furious 7, right? They did Fate of the Furious for the eighth one. Um, so it's it's weird what they're doing. Uh, there's got to be some marketing guy behind there that's like, we can't just do Fast and Furious 7. We got to be, dare I say, original <laughs> and change things up. Uh, well, something that's interesting, I guess, about the film is that it will release um, more than a month earlier in China. Um, and on the US side, it will come out, I believe, on June 25th. And uh, yeah, earlier 
uh, in, in in China, and uh, China is one of the biggest markets for these films. So we'll we'll see it do big num- numbers, uh, and we'll see. If <laughs> yeah, it's... they're going to get to double digits next year. <laughs> They'll just get rid of the F. It will just be ten. They'll just forget about the letters. Like they were like Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, which that is the best title out of all of them, hands down. Smart, is, yeah. funny, well done for marketing. Then you've got like the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Then you have yeah, the Fast and Furious. Yeah, the number was missing there. That's why it didn't do well. Yeah. 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 F- Tokyo Drift doesn't tell me anything, but then they right. kept it away and they brought it, like, I guess they restarted with Fast and Furious and then they did Fast Five and then it was Fast and Furious 6, so they all got mad again. The, f- the fifth one, they weren't furious, they were just fast. And then Furious 7, they weren't fast, they were all fucking slow, but they were pissed off. And then The Fate of the Furious was basically just depression central. Uh, True. And then F9, <laughs> just <laughs> they went to go and save because their hotkey's F9 for save, but accidentally re-ri- they re- rewrote the title. <laughs> just a master file, it could not be changed again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you got Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Right. Not Fast and not not Hobbs and Shaw, but Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Vin Diesel went to every single cinema screening of that movie and presented it to the fucking audience. Hey guys, this is the Fast and Furious franchise. This is mine. Here you go. Oh, yeah. I mean, does this franchise at, at this point is just throwing things at the wall and just seeing what sticks? And uh, they're making a shit ton of money. I think they're stupid fun for people to enjoy. I don't. I don't think I've ever really liked any of them besides Fast Five. I think Fast Five is is Fast fun. Five is sick. It's just a sick movie, right? And uh, the rest of them just I don't know a bit all over the place. But uh, let's move on from. F9 <laughs> to, uh, well, a- another internet darling, which is Zack Snyder. And Zack Snyder fans really have a good recently. I mean, they're getting yet another treat in the spring of 2021 um, because we're getting a sequel to the 2004 film Dawn of the Dead over on Netflix called Army of the Dead. And Army of the Dead brings in a cast led by uh, Dave Bautista. I-, I haven't seen Dawn of the Dead. Have you seen it? Um, no. So I think uh, to, uh, in order to review the film, I guess we'll take a look at Dawn of the Dead. It, it might be an upcoming uh, movie for our, for our film club right before the movie comes out. But um, yeah, I mean, what did you think of the trailer? Zach is back, baby! <laughs> was he even gone? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, he was, he was busy doing, uh, he was busy fixing shit. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Zach is back. Uh, he basically was like Suicide Squad, the trailer mixed with zombies and people without superpowers. And I guess they all followed Dave Bautista, which I, I guess, so, is yeah. this Dave Bautista's first leading role in a movie? That is actually something I wonder. I gotta, I gotta check. I assume he probably has some movie behind him where he's just like the action lead and doesn't actually do anything. He was in My Spy, which I guess is... Uh, movie he, lead, uh, he was the lead. But I'm he being sucked. serious here, Ewan. Uh, that, no, that movie, the movie sucked ass. So he was in Blade Runner for like ten minutes before he died. Yeah, but he wasn't the main. Uh, but wasn't yeah. the main actor. <laughs> Other than my spy, I guess it's Army of the Dead. Uh, but oh, no, he yeah. was in that. Um, he was in that fucking comedy. Uh, Stuber. Uh, Stuber, yeah, but yeah. Oh, there's also a movie <laughs> from 2018 that's called Final Score which I've never heard about before. And it basically had a $20 million budget and it made 
$76,594. Damn. So that's only a 19 million loss. So. Right. <laughs> only. Only. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, I guess I think that the movie just has zombies that run fast and they're like smarter than they usually are. So I guess that's different. So that just means there's an opportunity for Zack Snyder to use slow motion to get them back to the actual speed that zombies should be uh, walking around at. So, uh, so yeah. what it is, it's uh, three hours long, <laughs> three hours long, but it's zombie land slow motion. Right? Gotcha. Just the same movie, just slow down. <laughs> and, and, and it's I Am Legend zombies because uh-huh. they're smart and intelligent. Yeah. But with a less impactful Suicide Squad. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, there are there is a, 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 a like a big cast. So I just assume that pretty much everyone dies by the end. Probably. Uh, that's what I'm expecting. Why not? Um, and I don't think there's any returning characters from Dawn of the Dead. Maybe there are. Mm. Uh, we'd have to check that one out to say more on that. Uh, but yeah, that movie comes out on Netflix on May 21st and we'll have our review ready then. Um, so moving on to Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings, which is the next outing for the MCU after uh, the Black Widow, uh, after Black Widow, uh, which releases on July 9. So this movie is set to come out uh, later in fall. Um on September 3rd. I actually saw the lead, uh, Simu Lu, in a uh, film called Women I- Women is Losers at the South by Southwest Film Festival. And um, the guy doesn't really have a lot of roles to his name. He hasn't really done a lot. So this is like his fourth movie or something like that. So uh, I'm keen to see um, what he has to bring to the table. We also got the brilliant um, Tony Lee Ju Wai from uh, Wonka Wai's In the Mood for Love and Junking Express uh, as the Mandarin. So that's really exciting. And uh, Ronnie Cheng and Aquafina, I guess, as comic relief characters. And uh, Ronnie, I think, is really funny. For Aquafina, I'm not sure. It really depends on how, how they use her. Uh, but yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on the trailer? And um, I guess also the look of the film. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a tamer Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um. No. No. It looks it looks really cool. Uh. I am very excited for it. Uh, just because I like some cool action, and it seemed to have that um dream like style fighting, you know, like the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style yeah. fighting, mm-hmm. yeah, um, right, where yeah. they like float. I th- I thought I saw something like that in the trailer. Which, if they do, I love that style of Asian martial arts in 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 movies. Like that is one of my favorite. It's so beautiful and stunning how they shoot it, and it's and it's because it's like this dreamlike and it's like Mr. Cool and it's it's mm-hmm. cool. So if they do something like that, I'm really excited. I really hope they tap into some uh Eastern cinema tropes um yeah. and bring that to Western audiences because there are a lot of really awesome uh directors like you just named one uh Wong Kar Wai. Yeah. Uh a lot of awesome stuff comes from him. Uh right, yeah. again, take those influences, bring it over, get Western audiences used to it because Especially for a mainstream movie to go to do to do this, I think it's the next big. Set. It's kind of like um, uh, I guess uh, Black Panther, mm. but for Asian Americans or just Asian representation as a whole. Yeah, I think it definitely it does better than uh, Doctor Strange, which was whitewashing that one character with uh, Tilda Swinton, which was a bit weird having. Oh seen yeah, that, that was one. pretty bad. I can never unsee that. She just looks really weird, bald. Uh, 
but yeah yeah definitely i mean um giving someone who ha only has a few films to his name uh only small ones a huge role like this and he seems like t like he knows martial arts really well as well uh, from what i've seen so that's really exciting um so yeah this looks really promising and i thought the the look of the film was also like great it, it looks a bit different than the usual gray mess of film uh, that, that mcu usually puts out it, it's really colorful and i guess uh the 10 rings i think uh come with some power so maybe that's why where the uh supernatural aspect comes into it with the floating stuff maybe there's some connection there but i actually have no clue but um yeah keen to check that one out when it comes out The animated Netflix anthology series Love, Death and Robots is getting a second season that will premiere actually pretty soon on May 14th. Um, and season three is coming in 2022. Now, Lachlan, I know we've talked about uh, this show a bunch when it came out in 2019. So what are your thoughts on the look of volume two? Uh, looks sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to say anything concrete about about it uh, because it's uh, like little snippets into, uh, I guess, what what the short films are. And I think last time they were like, what, 16, 18 short films. And um, mm. yeah, vastly different styles as well. I think and especially it's produced by David this, Fincher, right? Yeah, it's produced by David Fincher. And again, each episode is different, so I can't really take it as a whole. I don't know where they're going to go. And that's the great part about it. This trailer tells me nothing other than some of the visual looks for these films. Uh, it seemed to have a lot more uh, human aspects to them uh, than I think last time did. Yeah, and, and I, I thought that uh, less of them looked like comedies uh, in a sense. Like the trailer had um, like a, a seriousness to it and then they had that moment with like a yeah. robot walking on the sidewalk. It doesn't seem like there's... Uh, maybe those are the surprises, like the one with the soup or the you know the yogurt. I think it was yeah, really yogurt. Funny. Yeah, the one with we want the we want Ohio. Really <laughs> um, <laughs> we went to yeah. Ohio. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Look, I I don't yeah I don't see this as an issue. Um, I think pushing it to show the visual side of it to get it advertised is a smarter idea, and then having yeah. that seriousness, and then have that pin drop with the with the shit joke with the poop joke. So I again I right. was like ah, there's the humor side of it, and again. <laughs> I think because uh, I can't, I, was it true that everyone had it in a different order that they watched it in or was it all in the same order? I swear it was in the same order for everyone. No, some had it differently. I think we were talking about it and actually we uh, had a different order than other people. Oh, interesting. But, well, um, I think they only had it for certain people. It, like it wasn't, oh. it wasn't like that everyone had a different one. They just had, I think, two or three variations. Because like, yeah, I remember I was, because I was watching it and At no point in time did I feel like the moods shifted way too much. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like they would ease you into it with it being less serious and then completely not serious at all. And then it would have something that's less serious, but then something that's serious and then something else that's serious, but then something that you could take seriously, but has a comedic aspect to it. Like they've got these ways of just mm -hmm. making it move. But again, you've got to take each episode as its own little thing, completely forget about everything else. Right, um, yeah. I'm very excited for it. I can just, I'm just, I'm just very excited for it. Yeah, and again, it comes up pretty soon on May 14th, and um, I guess we'll talk about like our top three, top five favorites uh, whenever we've seen them. Um, yeah. And it's like watching Toy Story all over again for the first time when you watch some of these animated, one of some of them, because some of them look so good. Right, like, yeah. For some of them, I would love to have like a full, a full movie in that style, just because it's, it's yeah, it looks amazing. But then I bet you that, that one like 10 minute one that looks super realistic took 
17 months to fucking produce. Oh, you mean the, the last one that was like in, in Russia and stuff like oh, that? Oh, that Russian one? The, 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 Fuck, that, dude. That, that one was crazy, yeah. That was hell fucking realistic, man. That was... Gah. I'm going to rewatch it now. I'm going to rewatch uh, it. Yeah, I got to do that as well. I'll, maybe I'll rewatch volume one before uh, the second volume comes out. But uh, yeah, and finally, we got a trailer for Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. That's really <laughs> hey. hard to say, which is a sequel to the 2017 The Hitman's Bodyguard starring, uh, starring Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson and Salma Hayek. And if you can't tell by the title, it seems like uh, Salma Hayek will play a bigger part in this movie, I guess. So you got any thoughts on the trailer, Lachlan? Uh, seems like a crazy mess of fun like the first one was. So yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I think um, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson just have that natural chemistry. Uh, not, not, I wouldn't say chemistry, but more charisma that it doesn't matter where you put them in. I think they just make the movie more fun. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be dumb fun. I'm looking forward to it as well. So I'll definitely check it out. And that comes out on June 16th. Uh, fucking up. and that comes out on june 16 now uh let's have a quick look at this week's new releases uh, out on netflix we have the space drama stowaway with tony collette and kendrick and daniel day kim uh, a free person crew on a mission to mars faces an impossible choice when an unplanned passenger jeopardizes the lives of everyone on board uh, that movie is out by the time you are listening to this episode and again streaming on netflix then on HBO Max and in cinemas, we got the video game adaptation of the popular fighting game Mortal Kombat. We will share our thoughts on um, both of those films in next week's show. So uh, go check them out if you have time. So let's move on to what we've been watching. Lachlan, what have you been watching? I haven't watched a lot of movies. The exact number would be zero, but that's because I'm making my way through Amazon Prime's uh, TV show selection that they have on offer. The first one was actually a recommendation from my gracious host and, em and employer, Ewan. Um, Invincible. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I fucking hate it. So you hate it? I'm fucking joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know why uh, I believed that for a second. It wasn't yeah, good you're acting. You're like, oh no, I fuck it. I fuck. <laughs> you, you, you fucked up. Get you're another like, oh, recommendation shit, that someone doesn't like. Ugh. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I don't love it. I'm not yep. super crazy about it. I do think it's good. I can see its entertainment uh, level is higher than some other TV shows. Um, especially since shows like The Boys have become very popular. Um, right. That idea that superheroes aren't perfect um, and they can be evil. So, yes, a lot of similarities I can see between The Boys and Invincible. Now, I think Invincible's uh, benefit for being animated is that it can be a bit more comic booky with its types of villains and what goes on in the show. Yeah. Um, but what has blown me away more than anything is the fucking cast of this show right it the is people that they amazing. have on this show like the main cast uh jk sims as nolan um or omni-man uh you've got stephen yoon as mark grayson the main character sandra oh as their husband and and uh, and mother um you've got people like uh zachary quino when i just found out was in this mm-hmm 
Uh, he plays Robot. Um, you've got people like Mark Hamill as fucking voice acting, which I know Mark Hamill's a great voice actor, but I was like, yeah. Mark Hamill of all people. You've got people like Seth Rogen featuring. And like I, some other ones I found just just before I sort of a podcast recording because I wanted to see who else was on it. John Hamm, Jeffrey Donovan, Jonathan Groth, and uh, Mahershala oh, yeah, he, he Ali. He was in the latest episode, I think. Well, yeah, he's in, he's, yeah, week. with Rick. He plays Rick. And right, I was like, yeah. this is crazy. The, the, the cast that they've got in this is fucking A-class level celebrity status fucking hardcore so right, yeah. uh really awesome casting really awesome performances no issues with that i just feel like i'm not uh, yes it's a violent uh animated tv show but i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not I, i've seen a violent live action superhero tv show so i'm just filtered that filters out and it doesn't really matter right. to me. Yeah. but I, I do like the overall story i do like so far where it's going how it's most likely going to wrap up because I think we're getting to the end of the season. I think there's like what, like two episodes planned. I left? yeah, I don't, I don't know how many seasons, uh, how many episodes they are planned. Yeah, I mean it's definitely uh, like a big picture show where they have at least a couple seasons to go because it's based mm. on Robert Kirkman's uh, graphic novel, and Which, I think that run for ran for a long time. Uh, Robert Kirkman, if for those who don't know, guy most well known for Walking Dead. Uh, so obviously I've got some cool source material to pull from. I, I don't, I haven't watched, read the comic, sorry. So I can't say from experience, but I'm sure it's going to be absolutely wicked where they take it. Yeah. I mean, I'm planning on finishing the first season and then I will probably have a, a look at uh, the comic book and just read that one through, through uh, before the second season comes out. But, um, I think it's a really entertaining show overall, uh, Although, like, sometimes it's just, it feels a bit one note where they jump from, uh, like, the story progresses in a not-so-natural way, right? And then they focus on not the main aspect of the story, which is fine. I think they I think they, they uh, got to the main juxtaposition of the overall series uh, at, like, right at the start in, in the first episode. And I think that was really surprising and nice. <laughs> I like that mm. quite a lot. But, uh, yeah, have you been watching anything else? Yes, the other TV show that I've been watching because I've always seen it recommended to me through people, but also like whenever it was a, whenever it was on a streaming service, it would always be recommended, but I'd never got around to watching it. Um, Broadchurch. Have you seen Broadchurch? I chance? have never heard of Broadchurch. Broadchurch. It's a it's a British TV show. Oh, gotcha. Oh wait, Olivia Coleman's. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. So it stars David Tennant and Olivia Coleman, who. A class performances by both of them, um, and it's basically this crime drama in this little small seaside town about a young boy's murder. And I really fucking like the first season. So I've just finished the first season. Finished it six hours ago. Really cool story. Smart, well written. Uh, really well executed. Editing I hated. Like there were some things in there that really fucking pissed me off. Um, but I can get past that because it has got that British crime drama side to it. So I have to ignore that part, the cheesiness, I should say, I guess that, that comes from British TV shows. But in saying that I'm excited to see where the next couple episodes, like next two seasons go. Cause I know there are two other seasons. I think they wrapped it up in season three. Um, I'm probably, if it doesn't, cause I, I thought it was going to be a, like season one is one thing and then season two is another crime but it seems like they're going to continue with this main story i'm okay with that i'm I'm happy to see where it goes if it loses my interest i'm probably just going to not continue watching because the main 
thing that kept me engaged was trying to figure out who murdered the kid. Um, mm-hmm. And now that I know, I'm kind of like, oh, well, that's that's that. <laughs> um, you do know now. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I know what it is now. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll see where it goes, see what they see what happens. But, yeah, no, that's the other thing I've been watching. It's interesting. I just saw that it's on Netflix for me. So all three seasons. So I might check it out as well because I don't have Prime Video at the moment. So, yeah, uh, thank you for that recommendation. I, I don't think I would have ever stumbled upon that, to be honest, unless I was doing some sort of Olivia Coleman deep dive, I guess. Uh, but Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I was the only one from the cast uh, for this week who uh, watched our Roll That Again pick. Um, so I watched Godzilla 19... Uh, I watched Godzilla from 1954. So if you have uh, watched the film yourself, you can um, post it in our reviews channel and uh, yeah, over on Discord and share your review with us. Um, So I guess for the last two episodes, we've been talking around the theme of King Kong and Godzilla and then King Kong and Godzilla fighting, stuff like that. So I guess we are wrapping uh, that kind of... Wait till you see next week where Godzilla and King Kong both have sex. <laughs> We're tying it back to hentai. <laughs> it's because it Japanese. <laughs> oh, we can't People escape like, it. We want to know if the Japanese or the Americans would win. It's like the Japanese will always win. Yes, they got hentai. They will win. They got hentai. Yeah, they'll win. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this movie is is uh, like came out 20 years after King Kong. So there's definitely like a techno- technological advance that ha- has happened in between there. Um, but it, Godzilla doesn't use, or it seems like it doesn't use stop motion. It's more of like miniatures. And I think to me, those look a bit more dated uh, than uh, the stop motion, like the fluffiness of uh, King Kong. I kind of liked how it looked. Um, so it looks a little bit less charming, I'd say, but still, I mean, it's a, I think it's still a great uh achievement in cinema and uh you should definitely check it out at some point uh just for its historic values and i think wait Lachlan, do you want to cl- quickly guess how many godzilla movies die in total i made you do the same thing with king kong right you were like 11 or something like that at least four well there's four yeah uh, well four american ones yeah how many japanese oh, ones fuck wait, uh at least two of them <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> you are so far off. <laughs> uh, uh, well, am I wrong? Am I wrong? You yes, am I wrong? No, definitely. no, no, no. no. Are there more than two? Are there more than two? Yeah, yeah, there are more than two. Yeah, well, I'm fucking correct, aren't I? Then <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, I, I said, I said, there's at least two, and <laughs> you were like, no, you're fucking wrong. You're way off. Well, I'm wrong. Then it must be none. Then. Well, okay, Miss Miss Debate, uh, Mister Debate Lord. Uh, it's actually forty-two Japanese movies in total. Fuck off! There's forty-two. <laughs> no, thirty-two. Sorry, thirty-two. Oh, 32. thirty-two. I was going to say, still, it's still really co- such a coincidence that it's also the same number as Rule Forty-Two on the internet. <laughs> That's all the more reason that the, the next Japanese one be win anti. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking fucking no. But I mean, yeah, check it out. I don't have a lot to say about it. Like, obviously, it has that undertone of like the metaphor for Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like the the bombings and the exposure to uh, radio um, radioactivity. And um, I guess this also symbolizes like past occupation time. For Japan, because like for a while while the US was there, 
they were really strict, uh, strict about what they could show. Uh, and then it kind of opened up again in the 50s uh, with the new wave coming in and filmmakers there. It, it, it's some really exciting stuff, like film history, uh, film history wise. Um, and I mean, the Toho studio is also great for producing most of the Akira Kurosawa movies and a lot of these monster flicks. So uh, go check them out. A lot of them are playing on the Criterion channel. And um, yeah, I mean, I also watched another great movie. Uh, it was called Thunder Force, which stars Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy. Uh, directed is this Thunder Fart by McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone. Um, who is a director who, for some reason, can't manage to not cast his wife in his movies. And his movies are just never good. I don't know. I've seen a couple of his. They're all bad. They're all just terribly bad. And this movie was no exception. Uh, have you heard of Thunder Force Buckland? Have you seen what, it, what it's about? No. Uh, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, de- definitely don't check it out. It, it's really weird. It has uh, Jason Bateman um, as a, a, a sea creature. He has like, um, fuck. Lobster, he has lobster hands. You've piqued my interest, so... That's the funniest bit that they continue throughout the movie. It's that Jason Bateman is a character who has lobster hands. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, and then uh, I also watched two Oscar nominees in preparation for this year's Academy Awards. I still got a few more to do, but I'm uh, almost done with pretty much all of them. And uh, one of them is a live-action short called Two Distant Strangers... Uh, and it's a time loop movie about a black man who just wants to get home after a one night stand, but he's subjected to police brutality over and over again. And I guess my short review is, I like the message. Uh, it's just the presentation overall just does not work. It's really messy. It lacks any subtlety and the dialogue is very cringy. But if I'm being honest, I think I could see the Academy voting for this one. Although I think it's the worst of the free live action shorts that I've seen so far. Um, another one that's actually playing on uh, YouTube right now, Feeling Through, I- I'd consider my uh, favorite. So go check that one out. And then uh, finally, I watched the international feature nominee, The Man Who Sold His Skin. Um, so the logline read, to be able to travel to Europe and find the love of his life, Sam Ali, a Syrian refugee, accepts to have his back tattooed by one of the most uh, sul- sulfurous contemporary artists uh, becoming that way a precious work of art. So, I mean, I, I was surprised that, uh, in a pleasant way, that Tunisia is finally getting their first movie nominated at the Oscars. The The movie, however, is a, is a bit of a mess. I mean, visually, it's really appealing. It has some, like, really interesting shots, but it focuses a lot on the melodrama because the, the entire motivation of the main character is just that he wants to reuni- reunite with his, uh, his, like, love, his, like, love interest. And that's the main part of the film and the whole surrounding bits would have been a little bit more interesting to me. And it just became repetitive and tedious after a while. But I mean, um, the movie is not playing anywhere yet. It has yet to have a release, but when it comes out, I it's definitely one of the better international releases from 2020. So uh, go check it out if you can. Now uh, that wraps up what we've been watching. <laughs> Never underestimate a nobody. Hutch Mansell, a suburban dad, overlooked husband, nothing neighbor, a nobody. When two thieves break into his home one night, Hutch's unknown long-simmering rage is ignited and propels him on a brutal path that will uncover dark secrets he fought to leave behind. That's the plot for Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Uh, The film is playing in cinemas and is available to stream on VOD now. 
overall, the reception for Nobody has been quite warm, um, bringing in a 3.6 on Letterboxd, a 7.5 on IMDb, and a 63 on Metacritic. Um, also, just a spoiler warning for the rest of our review. Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled about o Bob Odenkirk beating up and killing a bunch of people, then I guess uh, skip out on this one. So Yeah, uh, sorry, everybody. It's an hour and a half long. It's an easy bang in and out. Uh, so pause the podcast, go watch it, come back, please. Right. There's also not so much to be spoiled, I guess. But so, Lachlan, what are your thoughts on the movie overall? <clears throat> I wrote something down. Um, uh, it's good. <laughs> I mean, I agree. that's what I that's what I wrote down. I, I agree. I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty um, good. what I, what I actually wrote was nobody is clean, as in this movie is really clean, like structurally, action wise, editing, uh, everything is just really well polished, mm -hmm. and I guess there's a lot of care that's been taken into this film. So, if you want me to kind of explain why I like this movie. My favorite thing is Bob Odenkirk. Right, and yeah. I think that's a no-brainer. He he puts on a great performance here. Great to see a character who is like oh sorry, an actor who is beloved by a lot of people for being able to do certain kinds of roles, but when he does something that's I guess out of his uh previous employments essentially. Yeah. Uh it's exciting to see. So Bob Odenkirk is cool. And the reason I like this film so much and what kind of got me a bit worried about it was it was going to be a John Wick ripoff. Right, um, yeah. Similar to something like Atomic Blonde when it came out to be like, oh, there's this action pumping thing. People love John Wick. They want to see this in many different ways as possible. Atomic Blonde pretty much did the same thing, but she was, it was more Cold War. She was a spy. Um, so she didn't have like this underworld aspect to it like John Wick did. Mm -hmm. I thought this was going to be the same thing with nobody, but what's so great about it is that unlike John Wick, who's as soon as his dog, as soon as his dog's dead is just popping off. Like he is, he just, he is yeah. coming out and he just, he just fucks people up. Right. And that's cause he's Bubba Yaga. He, he can just switch it on and just fucking murder. Right. Bob Odenkirk yeah. isn't Bubba Yaga. He's an auditor. He's an auditor, so he has to kind of get back into it, which is why that first bus fight is so rough. Then that house is a bit cleaner, and it's not until right at the end where he fucking is popping off. He becomes essentially what he... So it's, it's him basically coming out of retirement, stretching his limbs, and that's what I liked about the action scenes because it progressed from him being a rough rookie into a clean killing machine. That's why I like this movie. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that progression quite a bit as well, and I'd probably say that the first bus fight, bus fight scene is is my favorite, just because oh, yeah. it is so dirty. And compared to a John Wick who's just, I guess, shooting, uh, shooting people, he is hand fighting. Like a lot of stuff is just uh, hand to hand combat, and like oh, some knives in there, then he <laughs> he just gets stabbed as well sometimes, you know. Uh, so it's not that clean. And um, by the end, I guess the final scene was to me just okay now a bunch of bad guys come and they all die i didn't think there was a lot of stakes left there for some reason because i enjoyed it most when it was mainly sneaking around uh or like uh, it, like in the house or hand-to-hand -hand combat i think that was the strongest part of it um it lost me a bit at the end but i'd say overall i think this is such a fun movie to go back to cinema mm. right 
I would Such say a fun way to I would out. say go see Nobody over Godzilla versus Kong. You would say yeah. that. Oh wow. It's impressive because I, I, I haven't seen I've seen neither in cinemas and I would probably choose Godzilla versus Kong just because it's bigger. Uh like action wise and just having or maybe not action wise, but just with the amount of effects and I guess it would also really play well. Both of those uh, movies would play really well in cinemas. But yeah, hard to say. Uh, just compromise. Go watch both. <laughs> Other than Bob Odenkirk, we also got Christopher Lloyd um, as his dad. This is badass dad. And uh, the bad guy, Alexei Serabritakov. Uh, yeah, you're better off saying it than me. <laughs> it's it's just the Russian guy. I was going to say Alexei uh, Serabritakov. Bryakov. Bryakov. Yeah, something like that. I've seen him in things before. I can't remember what they were, but uh, he's he's a pretty badass villain, but he's pretty similar to, I guess, uh, the villains that we get in John Wick. Yeah. Um, so I think that, I mean, there's a clear comparison there to John Wick, and I think even the stunt coordinator or, like, the director, I think, they're definitely connected to the productions. Um, and you can see that. I think the John Wick films, right, are directed by a stunt coordinator director i think the same thing is going on here and you can just see how clean these action scenes are and just the fight choreography is where it really shines um so yeah the boss scene is just incredible i'd say it's a fun it's a fun fight scene um especially at the start because it starts off as a as as the fist fight and obviously he shows he's (laughs) just how badass he is by like showing them the gun emptying the emptying the gun he gets he gets punched first though. Like he gets punched first, then he punches back, mm. and then he gets punched. I think he gets punched by everyone, and then he's basically like, "All right, cool, I'm back." And then he starts bringing it back, and then that fucking shot where he bends the guy's arm past the pole <laughs> with the knife. I I I kind of my spine just <laughs> crimpled up for a second there, and I was like, "Oh." Yeah, I was I was screaming out loud at that scene. I was like, "Yo!" It was that would have been a, a great experience in the cinemas as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I think that those main free action scene is, scenes is what I would sum the movie up to be. Uh, all the other aspects, I think it's, it's just there to get to those action scenes. Uh, although it, it, it focuses more a bit on, uh, a bit more on Bob Odenkirk's character, right? Getting back and being reluctant and yeah. in that sense, right? But, uh, in that world, a lot of stuff just didn't make sense. Like after the whole shootout that they had, he then goes on um to uh to leave i think and then he burns down the house and the neighbors only realized that the house is burning but didn't hear like the shots that were fired before (laughs) it's like to me i don't know a lot of things that didn't add up in in the logic there was a lot of like plotos like that but i think in an action film like this i don't i don't really mind at all uh it's not really a big deal and um another thing that i found interesting is that uh, Bob Odenkirk said in an interview that the well the, the the inspiration for actually doing this movie himself came from um him having a situation where there was a home invasion um at his place right and uh, he had to deal with a home a home invasion himself and he trapped uh the 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 guys who broke in in his basement <laughs> so and he was like frustrated by the way that uh, the authorities dealt with the situation and um, yeah, thought he had to take the matters into his own hands. And um, yeah, that's why <laughs> he ended up killing a bunch of people. But yeah. In real life, obviously. <laughs> yes, yeah. He, he killed them all. <laughs> this, is, this isn't a, this isn't this a is movie. A this is a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
imagine that. Jesus imagine Christ. That, imagine the lawsuits that would come out of that. But it would be funny. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. The, the, the Russian community wouldn't be happy for them killing some Russians. They would Russians. not. No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, at the end, we got an end tag as well, kind of with a sequel bait. Did you catch that? I did see that, actually. Yeah, no, it was right. just like Christopher Lloyd and... Sorry, I don't know the actor's name. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, RZA, um, I think. It's, he's a musician. RZA? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, You're probably saying that wrong. Because I have no clue if it's like yeah. if you pronounce it differently. But yeah, no, I saw that with all like, why could you know we could take a plane, not with this luggage? And I looked back and I was like, ah, it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but you're missing the whole fucking the whole end, man. That fight scene at the end with Christopher Lloyd, I guess now I know him as RZA, um, and also Bob Odenkirk was sick. But let's yeah. just talk about quickly how cool this character is with a fucking claymore. <laughs> Like, he did the whole Dark Knight fucking trick where it's, like, on his thumb, on his finger with the trigger, and I was like, that's fucking badass. Yeah. And then he straps it to a fucking ballistic piece of glass and then runs at the bad guy. Sorry, spoilers, you already know this. But yeah, just yeah. full-on claymores him, and I was like, that is sick. That is <laughs> right? so cool. And then it just has, a, I think it has a short shot of just a guy being melted away and just, like, <laughs> he's just Ugh. gone. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. It's hardcore. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, yeah, no. And uh, what was that other? Uh, that other scene? Um, oh, what does he say? Also, one of my favorite scenes of the film is when Christopher Lloyd's character pretends to be asleep and shoots him with a shotgun, and then pretends <laughs> it's a like the guy walks in and is like, "Turn down your TV," and he's like, "Ugh." <laughs> yeah, it's just a funny bit that like the guy wouldn't see the people that he uh, just killed. Yeah, yeah. That was Christopher Lloyd was was a funny addition. And I think I read uh, on uh, somewhere that uh, Christopher Lloyd refused to have any help with carrying the mach- uh, like the shotguns. Yeah, <laughs> I think he exclusively used shotguns as well. That's <laughs> really funny. He, and he, there was no recoil on that thing, man. He he has he has the goddamn wrist of a god. Like there was no recoil when he was shooting the guns. I'm not going to point that out because I enjoyed the movie too much. Um, Where's IMDb? There's like a couple lines in this film that really get me. Give me the goddamn kitty cat bracelet, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes. (laughs) Or or, I've never met a black Russian before. (laughs) Yeah, I get that a lot. And then the guy dies. Or can we we also talk about how the fact that he would always start telling them a story and then the bad guy would fucking die. Like the person he's just killed. He's like, he'd sit down. He goes to tell a monologue and looks back and the person's dead. I'm like, ah, yes, makes sense. (laughs) Ah, yes. I hate when that happens. No, it's not written down. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Lots of great moments um, overall. Uh, wait, did you have anything else? Yeah. Um, no, the, 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 my, favorite, my favorite line was like 4.9 liter V8, he says, 0 to 60, and I'm about to fucking find out. And then like drives off in the car after that fire scene. I was like, yes, he's back, baby. Let's see this. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, there's so many good little scenes, and it's crazy to think that this film – it this is this the director is kind of like his first big breakout film right and the yeah. only other film that i've seen in his lineup is hardcore henry which have you seen hardcore henry i've heard of it but i haven't seen it no yeah it's basically that first person view movie that came oh, out a couple years ago okay. yeah um but to think about it right if you didn't know anything about this movie and you had to go off by the other director's films okay one of it is called hardcore one of them's called hardcore henry and the other one's called Biting Elbows, Bad Motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck is that movie about? Sick, right? I don't know, but it yeah. sounds sick. 
So, no, yeah, uh, I could talk a lot about this film, to be honest, but I feel like we're running out of time. Yeah, uh, I think it's just enough to say there's a lot of great action scenes, uh, great fight choreography, and for that alone, it's worth checking out. And with Bob, Bob Odenkirk at the center, you got a compelling protagonist who carries you through the story, even if it doesn't really completely make sense with the plot holes, but him, like, struggling to... Uh, yeah, to beat people up and then just basically going full badass by the end is 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 really fun to watch. And um, I mean, I'd watch a sequel. Uh, I'd watch no multiple bodies. sequels. No yeah. bodies. No bodies. Oh, the, oh, no bodies. And it's uh, more about to know RZA. two bodies. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody Tokyo Drift. Yes, that's right. <laughs> N nine. N nine. <laughs> And it's just nine, and it's he kills Hitler. That's what he does in that one. <laughs> Time travels back and kills Hitler, yeah. That's what N9 is about. But anyways, oh no, I completely flipped my show notes now, but that brings us to the end of today's show. And next week, our topic will just be Oscars. We'll talk about Oscar movies. Um, the show will have wrapped then. Uh, the Oscars are on Sunday, by the way. Um, we'll... I will be watching them live. I know, Lachlan, during the award ceremony, you will be working. So I guess you won't be able to join us. Um, but yeah, if you want to Wait, join, what day join is the it? Discord, it is Sunday. on Sunday, which would mean uh, Monday during your shift. It's uh... two, It's from 2 to 4 a.m. for me. So I'll stay it's up. Right. And I'll Mondays watch are super. Mondays are super quiet anyway. I'm just going to watch it. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> You can pop into the Discord as well, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, stop by if you want to. Even easier if you're from the US, then I guess uh, it's not that hard to actually watch them live. And um, yeah, we'll have uh, Kelly and, and Lachlan and myself on to talk about um, the nominees and the winners, more specifically. But in the meantime, uh, you can join our Discord. Uh, we do raffles in the film club over there. You can also join our Patreon. Uh, we just released a new drunk cast and, uh, on Songbird and you can join Patreon for just two bucks a month and um, every month you get a new bonus show. All right, I think that wraps it up for today. You can follow us on Twitter that's set underscore quiet, Instagram, quiet on set podcast and on Letterboxd, quiet on set. Uh, all of our socials are linked below and um, yeah, looking forward to see what's winning best picture. Actually, I'm pretty sure I know what wins best picture, but uh, keen to see the, I guess the, have you got the balls to categories. say what it is here now? Oh, it is Land. I would just say it, it okay. is no way. Uh, do you want to bet on it? <laughs> no, I'm not putting any. I've, I've learned the no, hard no, no, way. I'm not putting no, any money no, on mo- it. No money, no money. I was thinking about something more fun, okay. uh, but I haven't thought of anything yet. Yeah, I'll bet. Uh, I'll bet. Uh, my newborn son. My firstborn. I was going to say my firstborn. <laughs> okay, you sick, right? Same wavelength. Wow, I like that. But uh, yeah, we'll see what wins and uh, we'll catch you again next week. All right, that is a wrap. See ya. That's cute. I like how you say that. That is a wrap. It's like you're on a film set, like we're right. talking about a film. Right. Like a quiet on set. Like a quiet on set. Quiet on set podcast. Still rolling. Yeah, still rolling. Still mm-hmm. rolling. Keep and, keep and then he, uh, yep. Back keep to it. first position. <laughs> First positions, everybody. Yeah. Uh, get back to first position so I can get that set. first bone. This is a hot set. A hot set. Uh, what are the what are the film set terminologies? Can we say uh, speed? Speed. <laughs> uh, striking.
Striking. Points. Points. Um, <laughs> I'm depressed. Oh, <laughs> I don't make, make any money in this industry. <laughs> I'm an intern. <laughs> I get the coffee. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, yeah. I touch Harvey Weinstein's penis. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, so you also have an Oscar. Yay. 